Typically, I do bring you all the analytics behind the bets. However, for today, I want to talk about tennis. ATP's third major is next week. We do have Wimbledon on deck, and that is on grass. It is one of my favorite times of the year. Wimbledon does start on Monday, June 28th in London, after we did not have a grass court season in 2020 due to the pandemic. What I do want to explore for today is Wimbledon and some hypotheticals, some of the what-if situations. Just like I did at the French Open, if Nadal were to fall early, then who is going to be the player to knock him out? Similar situation here. The hypothetical is which players can take on 18-time Grand Slam winner and world number one, Novak Djokovic, at this year's Wimbledon event. That leaves Djokovic as the last winner in 2019. He was the champ. He defeated Roger Federer in one of the absolute most amazing matches of all time. It was a thrilling five-setter. It went 7-6, 1-6, 7-6, 4-6, and 13-12. 13-12? Absolutely. It sounds a little bit weird. However, 2019 was the first year that Wimbledon did away with winning by two games, and they added a tiebreak only if you got to 12-all. Sure enough, this match did, and Djokovic won the fifth set 13-12, but the actual score was a 7-3 tiebreak. Rightfully, Djokovic is the tournament favorite. However, if you follow me on Twitter, then you are holding a nice little plus 150 features on Djokovic to win it all. If not, too bad, so sad. He is now minus 110 favorite after a few things happened. One of those things was I did post that Djokovic, that I would be taking Djokovic to win Wimbledon after he did defeat 13-time French Open winner Rafa Nadal and before his final matchup against the Greek god in Stefano Tsitsipas. And then last week, Nadal announced that he would not be playing at this year's Wimbledon or at this year's Olympic Games in Tokyo. And he tweeted, the goal is to prolong my career and continue to do what makes me happy, and that is to compete at the highest level and keep fighting for those professional and personal goals at the maximum level of competition. He did go on to say that the fact that there have only been two weeks between Roland Garros and Wimbledon didn't make it easier on my body to recuperate after the always demanding clay court season. They have been two months of great effort, and the decision I take is focused looking at the mid and the long term. I don't blame Nadal at all. He is 35. He's no longer 25. And playing as much tennis as he has been takes a toll on your body. What he is doing is choosing to rest, recover, and now prep for the next major. And that would be the US Open later this year which leaves Djokovic as the favorite, and he absolutely should be. Djokovic does hold five Wimbledon titles. He won this event in 2011, 2014, 2015, and then back-to-back in 2018 and 2019. But if we are talking about the best grass court players, then Djokovic is the best on grass in this era. If we are talking about the best on grass of all time, Better he does lead with eight Wimbledon titles, and then you have Pete Sampras, who leads with seven, and then Djokovic, who leads with five. However, I would rank Djokovic and Sampras pretty neck and neck. You have the best server of all time in Sampras against the best returner of all time. And man, just what an absolute joy that would be to watch. Even Djokovic knows, however, to respect Pistol Pete. He, I once watched an interview where he was asked, which weapon would you like to take from any player on tour? And Djokovic said, Sampras' serve. It definitely was a thing of beauty. And if there was one thing that Djokovic lacks, it is the type of power 
in that serve like Sampras. But Djokovic, if he were to win Wimbledon, not only would he tie the all-time Grand Slam record of 20 with Federer and Nadal, but that puts him one title closer to competing to completing a calendar slam. He would then have to win the U.S. Open. But if he does, and he can, he has the capability, but if he does, then Djokovic would break the Grand Slam title record, surpassing both Federer and Nadal with 21 total titles. Fun fact is that Rod Laver was the last man to do it in 1969, and he's also the only man to have done it twice in 62 and 69. To win all four majors in the same year, in this era of tennis, which is be absolutely unreal. And as a huge fan of Djokovic, I hope that it happens. It is extremely tough to do. We'll see if he can pull it off. It definitely seems like it is a lock in theory. He has the motivation. He has the tent. They are both definitely there. And plus, earlier this year, Djokovic, he did actually mention in an interview that his goal was to break the record for most weeks spent as world number one. Well, he achieved that. 326 weeks and he is still going strong but now he has a new goal in mind and that is to set the grand slam record so what does that mean for him it is now quality over quantity there's less focus on playing every single tournament to maintain his ranking but instead he is now focusing on prepping for the big events the major events since there are only four each year Take this week, for example. Djokovic, he is playing in the ATP Maurica event, but he's playing in doubles and not in singles. And that's really interesting because it does allow him to get a feel for the surface while at the same time not overworking the body. His decision to play doubles is definitely a sign that Djokovic is resting while knowing that he still does need to come in with a bit of timing. He needs to maintain his form coming into Wimbledon just next week. So when singles players, keep this in mind, when you see singles players play doubles events, it's always, and I mean always, to work on their net game. And on grass, a net game is absolutely especially important because it is a fast play. You want to keep the point quick. I do want to play devil's advocate here, though. If Djokovic, he is a minus 115, 120, depending where you look, the heavy favorite to win all of Wimbledon, then which players can ruin his parade and cause havoc for Djokovic at Wimbledon. I'm looking first to the big servers and two names come to mind. Tennis is absolutely all about rhythm. Big servers disrupt that rhythm. We have seen Djokovic struggle against big servers on grass in the past. He did lose to Marin Cilic in the 2018 Queens Club Final. He lost to Sam Quarry in 2016, round of 32, and he went a full five sets with Kevin Anderson in 2015, Wimbledon. Yes, those were a while back, but the concept is the same. And one player with a big serve that comes to mind is Matteo Berrettini. The Italian is having himself an absolute stellar 2021. He reached the ATP World Cup final where he lost to world number two, Daniil Medvedev. He withdrew from the Australian Open in the round of 16. But after that, he absolutely excelled on clay. He won ATP Serbia. He lost to Germany's Alexander Zverev in Madrid Masters. He tested Djokovic in the quarterfinal at Roland Garros, ultimately lost in four sets. But sets number three and four, they were absolutely close. Third set went to a tiebreak, and the fourth set, Djokovic won 7-5. And then just last week, we did see Berrettini win at Queen's Club 
on grass. The furthest that Berrettini has gone at Wimbledon is in the fourth round, but he's 25 and he's far more experienced now, a couple more titles under his belt than he did back in the day. If we did just see Berrettini do well on clay, which neutralizes his serving weapon, then we could see him do really well on grass, where this surface entirely complements his weapon. Berrettini is also more than just a serve. He has a powerful forehand, and he can slice. Slicing on grass is a great weapon to have because it keeps the ball low and skids. Another player that I think could disrupt Novak if they were to end up in the same draw is an American, John Isner. It is all about the serve, the serve, the serve. Having a big serve is enough to put pressure onto anyone to hold their serve. And Isner, he is only a threat, however, if Djokovic were to meet him early in the first week. If these two were to meet in the second week, then that could maybe be less of a problem because Djokovic at that time will have found his rhythm. He would have had in his reps. And by the second week, he is definitely far more geared and prepared to face a big server like Isner. But a third player that I do think could disrupt is Marin Cilic. Djokovic, he does hold a 17-2 head-to-head record, but Cilic does have a powerful ground stroke to go along with his serving weapon. Essentially, Cilic is better than Isner, and he has actually won Wimbledon in 2017, so he is more experienced as well. And just recently, we did see him win ATP Stuttgart just a couple weeks ago, where he defeated two big-name players in Denisha Pavlov and Felix Ajir Aliasimi, producing 61 total aces in that tournament. Another player that can disrupt Djokovic is Djokovic himself. He may have won two majors this year, but not without blips. And that starts first with the U.S. Open, where he defaulted against Pablo Carreña Busta in the round of 16, where he was up 6-5 and five in the first set. He got agitated, he hit a ball really hard, and somehow chucked a line judge in the throat of all places. This little space happened to hit it. <laughs> you can't, can't make this stuff up. Djokovic, he does kick, he does scream, and if he is not careful, then he is always at risk of having a similar situation happen to him again. We also saw Djokovic struggle. Granted, it was on clay, but he lost to 2021 breakout star Aslan Kratsev in three sets in Serbia, where he produced 28 break points. That is the most ever in a single match in his career, and he still lost. And then at Roland Garros, we saw Djokovic blip again against Italian Lorenzo Musetti in the round of 16. He lost the first two sets, came back, and crushed. And I mean crushed. 6-1, 6-0, 6-1, 6-0, winning 4-0 in the fifth set, Musetti retired. Whether it was from injury or whether it was from a bruised ego, 4-0, he decided to instead give up the match and call it a day. Another thing that we have seen him struggle with is tiebreak situations, and grass produces a lot of tiebreak matches. In 2020, since the restart, this is just looking at the restart from when Cincinnati, Cincinnati Masters was the first tournament back, Last August, Djokovic was 6-2 and two in tiebreak situations. In 2021, however, he is 7-7, seven and seven, including 1-3 at Roland Garros, 2-5 on clay. You're talking about the best returner in the world in Djokovic struggling in tiebreaks this year. I think we're going to see if he can absolutely fix it. It is fixable. There's no reason why Djokovic should not be winning tiebreaks at Wimbledon. His returns, they come back deep and they come back fast. 
in tiebreak situations, I do trust Djokovic on faster surfaces. And that's exactly what Wimbledon is. Another player that I think that people would think could disrupt Djokovic is Alexander Zverev. And rightfully so, he has a big serve, so why not him? And my problem with Zverev is his reliability on that serve. Double faults are an issue for him. And double faults against the best returner in the world just won't cut it. If you lose your serve, you lose the match, period. But these are the players that I do think that can do some damage if caught in the same part of the draw as Djokovic. Ultimately, though, this is Djokovic's tournament to lose. There is a reason why I took him at plus 152 win. And there's also a reason why the line is now minus 110, minus 120, depending where you look. You just have to understand that grass is an entirely different pace. And there aren't many players who can who are consistent winners on grass. And there are even fewer players who are consistent winners in a best of five on grass. That does it for another episode of Stack of Stats. I am so looking forward to Wimbledon and I hope that you are too.